0: Hey beautiful angels and welcome back to the Wholesome Weight Gain Podcast with your host Violetta. Today I have a beautiful interview for you with my friend April and she is telling her story how being hospitalized actually didn't help her fighting her eating disorder but how in fact she did overcome and heal her eating disorder in the end. So let's listen to her story and what she has to say because that truly is empowering. Because today she's actually a coach for other women who are trying to heal their bad relationship with food and trying to overcome their fear of eating and seeking food freedom. Let's go. Hey beautiful angels, today I'm joined with April... I was just gonna ask for your last name. Wait, let me let me try. Frankini? yeah perfect, perfect. okay <laughs>
1: that's amazing i was ready to hear francini or something like that so yeah
2: that's
0: amazing Perfect. okay i'm glad i did that right so i'm joined by the beautiful april <laughs> Franchini. <laughs> she has an italian surname if you can tell and she's a food freedom and self-love coach is that right yeah perfect exactly. and she came to bali i think a month ago and i'm so glad that i met her like we super i think in a very short time became like super close and like super connected as yeah. well so usually if i meet people like for the first time I'm like a little bit distant and hesitant because I just need time to warm up but with you I feel like I've known you forever so like we've spent like so much time already together I'm like girl you've been here only for a month it's crazy (laughs) it's crazy I'm so so glad I'm here so glad that you're here as well and so glad you're doing this podcast here with me of course I'm excited yeah would you like to introduce yourself of course so
1: like Vio said I am a food freedom and self-love coach and I work with girls and women who are currently restrictive um restrictive eating because I've been in this journey as well I come from an eating deserter and I know how it feels when you when food is like controlling your entire life like 24 7 and your your only thought is like how much should I eat, what should I eat, Mm -hmm. how much should I wait? what should I do, all this kind of stuff, so when I was in my recovery journey, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do something here, and I am understanding that I lost, like, so much life, Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm gonna do in the future, I want to help other girls and women to actually live their lives, because, like, we only have one life, you know, so, yeah, and, like, my journey has been pretty long, to be honest. <laughs> it all started when I was... Oh,
0: I hate ages. Um, I'm so bad with that as well. Gosh. Like I had a podcast episode with a friend of mine who was asking me, what your year that you went to travel? And I was like that's a good question maybe like 2016 18 19 i don't even know and he was like what do you mean i'm like i don't know it's just a number like to be honest like especially during like covid like my whole time is like just so lost and i've never in my entire life like i'm not even lying spent one year at the same location without moving or traveling or going anywhere else so for me that's a completely new experience like i've been here like in the same small island for Almost one and a half years. We have... Oh my god, it's been one and a half years. So that's just <laughs> insane. Like, I haven't been anywhere else. Like, I'm not complaining about it. I'm super grateful to be here, obviously. And of course, I could leave anytime I wanted to, but I don't want to. Um, but yeah, just like, being at the same place is just so weird for me. So, like, time has literally no meaning right now. And I'm like, even it's crazy that today's eastern guys by the way yeah like i went to a co-working space today just a quick little sidetrack a uh, story i went to a co-working space today and there were no scooters outside usually it's completely full and you don't like barely get a spot there and i was like wait are they closed this this will be so weird because like they never close. they open almost 24 7 so I entered the co-working space they were open and there was not a single soul sitting and i was like what the hell so I asked the person working there I'm like are you guys like operating today she was like yeah yeah and I was like okay why is no one here she was like well it's Sunday and Easter and I was like no it's not (laughs) Easter like it's not we we don't we don't even have April yet she was like um yes I was like okay I guess I lost my track of time fully now but yeah um where where were we You were talking about what year it all started. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Let's get back to that.
1: (laughs) But by the way, I was at the gym this morning and that happened to me. Like, nobody was there. I was like, okay. But yeah, anyways. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like I said, I don't really remember the age. But I feel like um, I was always a very thin, slim kid. And then at one moment, I... When you like the age, when you become like a little bit more self-conscious about your body. So when you're like in middle school, you are 11 or 12 years old. And I noticed that all the other girls were, in my opinion, better than me. So That's exactly my thought back then as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it all started from there. I was like, I am not enough. No, Mm -hmm. nobody wants me, you know, Mm -hmm. no guy is gonna ever look at me because I'm horrible. I'm not like them. So that is where my body dysmorphia started because mm-hmm. at that moment I re- I was actually starting to think that I was not necessarily fat in a negative way, but just not enough, just mm-hmm. not good enough, yeah. not worthy enough. And yeah, I feel like for, for um, the beginning of middle school until maybe the third year so we Mm -hmm. have four years of middle school in switzerland um i was very self-conscious about my body and they kept going on little and small diets but without results because I wasn't really committed to it Mm -hmm. so it was like i just hate my body but i'm not really doing anything to to improve my relationship with it Mm -hmm. you know
0: Wait, but um, you said that you were skinny already back then, right? Yeah. So why did you try and go on a diet?
1: Because I thought that I was not enough. Okay. I thought that I was not enough skinny, you know? Okay. Not enough something, Whatever. exactly. Yeah. I was just not enough. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, you know, diets were becoming more and more popular and mm-hmm. I was reading, you know the magazine and the mm. girls' magazine, the teenagers' magazine, and they were all like, um, summer body and oh, going yeah. on a diet and doing some detox and juice mm. cleanses. So it was like, well, maybe that's the answer. Maybe mm. if I'm following this diet, I'm going to feel enough, you know, yeah. because I'm going to change something in my body. And But like I said, I wasn't really committed to it and nothing changed in my body mm. physically, but in my mind it was starting like mm-hmm. the worst um, journey or thing ever in my mind because at one moment and I, I still remember it. I don't remember the, the year but I was a, um, at a contest um, a singing contest because mm. I used to sing
0: oh I had no idea yeah,
1: yeah I used to sing it was like well another story for another yeah. time <laughs> um, but I was at the singing contest and I had a, a friend of mine and she was so beautiful and tall and slim and just super fit Mm -hmm. and i was like okay that's exactly how i want to be you know which obviously is impossible because i am i'm short you know Mm -hmm. i just i can't really just grow grow, you know
0: (laughs) it's so funny because i had exactly the opposite thought i always wanted to be um shorter like I always felt like I'm way too tall I mean obviously like I was already tall like from primary to middle school I was like one of the tallest girls and like all the boys because they like grow a little bit later on I was like (laughs) oh my god I'll never find a guy that likes me because I'm like so tall and I also don't want a guy that is shorter than me (laughs) so I always wish for like a shorter body and also like very fast I think like at the age of 15 or 16 I was like um taller than my mom my dad and I was like okay there's something wrong with me like if I'm taller than my parents there is something wrong like and today I totally embrace my height of course but like back then it was a big big struggle for me yeah it's funny because you're like coming exactly from the opposite exactly it's so like literally <laughs> yeah. the opposite but I that mean, just like shows how like no matter how or, like who you are you'll never be content unless you just finally yeah. embrace yourself so, like it doesn't matter if you're too tall or too short you'll always find find a thing to like hate about yourself oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I think that we were saying this in
1: in my podcast when we recorded yesterday. Um, The society is always ready to tell you that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. And they have this idea for you for that perfect body. But this perfect body, since it doesn't exist, it changes for everybody, you know? So yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. Um, So yeah, I was like, okay, I'm just going to become like her. So I was really committed that summer to start my new diet or whatever it was i was calling it like a lifestyle lying to myself Mm -hmm. and that is where everything completely went downhill and it all started like with restricting on a couple foods like you know carbs and fats Mm -hmm. and then it was just rock bottom and i was hospitalized uh, for three months during the summer
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they couldn't finish i mean i finished um, middle school but i couldn't finish with them like with mm-hmm. the little party they do at the end wait so you don't remember what age I was at um i was i was 15 years old and oh, wow. yeah and so my birthday is on summer and i spent my birthday my 16th birthday birthday at the hospital Mm -hmm. yeah and yeah so that was like the what sparked my my eating disorder and my body dysmorphia just not feeling good enough and thinking that being skinnier and skinnier and skinnier and not eating was the solution of everything Mm -hmm. which is not really the case and I remember that during I remember that during the the three months at the hospital my plan was just to eat, gain weight, go out, and restart again. Mm-hmm. That was my plan. And the sad thing, though, is that I accomplished that. Mm. I, I gained weight. Beautiful. Um, I couldn't accept it, but I was lying to myself and lying to doctors and saying, oh, yes, now I fully accept myself. Mm. And when I went out of the hospital... I completely lost all the weight again, mm-hmm. and I was happy because it was like, yeah, I com- nice. I achieved my goal. And then slowly, again here, I honestly don't know what sparked my um, my recovery journey. But one day, I remember that I just woke up and I was like, okay, I don't want to. I want. I don't want to live my my life like this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's. It's not It's not nice, I'm not happy um, and I don't want to live my life like this. Of
2: course. So,
1: step by step, I started to ditch all these negative beliefs, these false beliefs around food and body and slowly I started to, you know, start incorporating more foods and listening to my body and starting to move my body again because obviously Mm -hmm. I couldn't move it before Mm -hmm. It, it was definitely too risky so I started moving my body and going to the gym and I started feeling strong again and I was still I was still Uh, counting calories and everything at that moment Mm -hmm. and it is something that now I do not recommend but I I didn't notice in my journey you know I didn't have like a coach at the beginning of my journey Mm -hmm. so it was all alone and that was what I knew Mm -hmm. all, all that I knew so it was like okay I'm gonna still track my calories and obviously it was still a little bit in the obsessive side but I was doing it in a way better like way than Mm -hmm. the first time you know i was just checking that i was eating enough when actually like we were were talking Mm -hmm. about this you don't really need to rely on an application if you're eating enough you know but i was what that was um what i was doing because i didn't know how to listen to my body and how Mm -hmm. to tap into my intuition and my heart
0: and i think also if you have like this fear of like doing something that you actually don't want to do like really deep down in yourself then it's really hard to listen to yourself because you're gonna be like okay is this like something that my body actually wants is this is something that my ha- head is telling me or my heart or my soul like where is this coming from so you don't really know like mm-hmm. who where or what to listen to and before you dive deeper into your recovery journey um if i uh, if you don't mind me asking you some questions about back of then, of course. Like, how did your like friends and family react? Like the first time that you obviously like uh, lost weight and you looked different, you had like a different food behavior, um, and also how did that impact your lifestyle and like your friendships, your family dinners, and everything?
1: That's a nice question. Um, well, my mom realized it, it. She was the first one that noticed that something was wrong with mm-hmm. me because she was also the person that i was spending the most time with and i remember that she she contacted or she told me that she contacted the um, our doctor and she was like hey i i'm noticing that april is losing a lot of weight and she is really trying to avoid eating like a couple of foods and like what what should i do what is happening because mm-hmm. you know she didn't know and she started talking to my dad about this and Um, she told me that he didn't he didn't notice that you know Okay, wow. yeah and because it was like at the beginning it was quite slow for me like losing weight because I was already like pretty I was I was thin I was slim so Mm -hmm. you couldn't really notice that but at one point I saw it like completely go Mm -hmm. down and at that moment they already knew and my dad was um, my dad noticed at the end and my my grandparents they noticed as well and i honestly don't know how they really felt but mm. what um what i know is that my mom felt like so powerless mm-hmm. because she was just you know witnessing her daughter of basically course killing herself
0: Mm -hmm. i
1: know it's like it sounds dramatic but it's true
0: if you would have done it for much longer then that definitely would have been the case it's like your body can't survive on like not enough food and everything
1: absolutely the problem for me and they told me that at the hospital that i my heart wasn't beating enough Mm -hmm. it was beating like super slowly and probably one week later and I wouldn't be here today Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. my heart was just not working properly. So yeah, I was like literally killing myself. So she felt powerless because it didn't matter what she would say, what she would do. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't listen to her or... It's not that I wouldn't listen to her. I was listening very carefully to her, like every word. And I was like trying to convince myself, okay, it's time to, it's time to get up, you know, Mm -hmm. just stop doing what you're doing because you're ruining your life. You're ruining your parents' life and you don't want that because Mm -hmm. you love them. But the voice inside my, my head, the voice from the eating disorder was so strong, Mm -hmm. was so rooted into
0: me that I, I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't get up. So... How did it make you feel like when your parents confronted you with that for the first time? Um, so I'm going to be like completely honest here. Mm-hmm.
1: And because it was so rooted, the the um, voice of the eating dessert, I was ho- honestly happy.
2: Mm-hmm. I was happy
1: because it was like, oh, so people are noticing me now. You mm-hmm. know, people are noticing that I am yeah. losing weight and... I am actually being seen, you know. Mm-hmm, you're like the, the center of attention now. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So it felt really good, honestly. Um, and when, when I feel like when everything started going like so downhill, it was when um, we had I, an appointment with my my psychologist, and we had this appointment all together. And she said, "Oh," um, she said to my parents, but I was here. I, I was there. She said, "Oh." I think we we took this um, illness, mental il- illness, um, at the right time. Mm-hmm. I think she's gonna recover super quickly. Do do not worry, she's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. And that that hurt me so much mm-hmm. because it was like, okay, so I'm not enough. I'm not even enough to to you know just take care, taken care of. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not enough. I'm not. I'm not sick. I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. Again. So it was like, I need to go way deeper in this Mm -hmm. thing that I'm in, you know? So that was one thing that completely brought me downhill Mm -hmm. so much. And in terms of my relationship with my friends, so because anorexia or every eating deserter has such an important and... Like hard impact on your social life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I lost all my friends mm-hmm. literally because mm-hmm. I didn't want to see them anymore because obviously didn't want to be confronted with yeah. food or like yeah. other questions, or honestly, at one point you don't even have the energy mm-hmm. to just have a conversation with somebody and just say, "Oh yes, let's go out for something, mm-hmm. just even like for shopping, I didn't have the energy, so I lost all my friends and A couple of them were 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 really close to me so they were like okay um we are still close to you you know Mm -hmm. like if you need something we are here but at the end of the day they disappeared as well
0: Mm -hmm. so it was like completely alone yeah you know what's crazy like your quick little like background story just like threw me instantly back to a situation that I just I don't even know where this is coming from my head like I haven't thought about this in ever um but when I when I went to a new school because like I used to like change schools quite often um so I went to this new school and like everyone was talking about this one girl and I was like who is this one girl like I want to meet her I want to see her like what's so special about her and then like no one would actually say what exactly it is about her but everyone was just like talking about her and her life and I was like what the hell like she's not even in school like where even is she like who is this and because I was new like I had no idea what like the background story was or like why everyone was talking about her And then one day, um, she came to school just to uh, pick something up or, like, go to speak to the director. But she wasn't, like, attending any classes. And it turned out that she had an eating disorder, which is why she, like, didn't go to school anymore. And when I saw her, I was like, wow, oh, my God. Like, she was definitely, like, very, very, very skinny. Like, very on the line to, like, yeah, probably also, like, lose her everything. Um, But it's just crazy how, like she became the center of attention even though she wasn't there for like so many months. Like literally everyone was speaking about her, making assumptions about her life, being like, yeah, she probably has this and this problem or like this and that. And I was like, you guys don't even know her. I mean, I mm. obviously know her the least because I've never even met her. But like, how do you like want to like judge her or, like do whatever? Yeah. Like you don't even know what's going on in her life or you don't know in anything. her head. But like everyone was talking about her. It was just crazy. And she actually never came back to schools so, like until today I don't know what happened or like what i don't know if she got the curve or not, but like she never came back to school like I was there for obviously a few years until I finished school but um yeah, I mean maybe she changed schools or something, which I of course hope, but yeah, yeah. it's it's just crazy it's crazy, yeah
1: mm-hmm. honestly, like the one of the outside my family of course, one of the um The most important person that really helped me, it was the, how do you say, director of the Mm -hmm. school? Yeah. Yeah. He was so nice nice with me and he was, he took me like, how do you say that? He was just, he really like loved me. Mm -hmm. and he was like trying to take care of me and trying to make me understand that um I was good enough Mm -hmm. um but yeah obviously that didn't work out one thing Mm -hmm. that I always say I have like sometimes I have like so many moms that write me and they say like hey my um 12 years old daughter is having going through an eating disorder what can I do to help her and I'm like Mm -hmm. you can you can tell her everything you can do everything but if she doesn't want to change yeah she's not gonna
0: she's not gonna change and i think sometimes it's even harder to listen to the people who are closest to you because you're like of course you care about me you're my mom you have to care about me but like if someone who like doesn't even like is related to you or like doesn't even know you tells you something then you're like why are you caring about me you don't know me so like sometimes it's like even harder to listen to your mom even though it's like oh my god it's my mom like she's always right i have to listen to her but because you're like if yeah, she's my mom. Of course, like she will tell me good things and like try to help me. That's her job, basically. Yeah. But it's just so hard to like sometimes. um Yeah, have the closest people to you like trying to help because that's probably maybe even like gonna push you uh, further away. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. That's why I was like sh- so shocked when this like w- when the director of the school was like so were mm-hmm. like take was taking care was taking care of me. You know, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, like it's so sweet you know Mm -hmm. but still I didn't want to change so obviously that didn't help
0: at all so you're still going to school though
1: yeah I was still going to school I went Mm -hmm. to school until I was hospitalized Mm -hmm. yeah until Mm -hmm. the last the very last day and the thing is that everybody knew like all the teachers knew so they And it was also the end of the year. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the end of the year, you basically don't do, like, a lot. I was in the last year of middle school. So we had a couple um, tests to do left and to take. But they were, like, they were really nice. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they even corrected my test or they they didn't do anything. But they didn't even pay pay attention to what I was doing. Because um, I was really good at school. So I don't think that I was... um, I was bad in, the, in those last few tests, but obviously it wasn't important for <laughs> it wasn't important that moment so yeah i'm i'm really I'm really lucky, yeah, was really That's lucky nice.
0: yeah yeah so um when you were hospitalized like how because you were there for three months, right? how exactly um did they manage basically you to gain weight like were you just like eating like what types of food were you eating like how did they put weight on you on your body? Um, so I honestly
1: for me, in my personal really want to say that in my personal journey, mm-hmm. in my specific case, the hospital didn't really help me.
2: Mm-hmm. I know
1: it helped a lot of girls and boys, mm-hmm. so i'm not I'm just talking about my of course. Um, and my journey, but they really didn't help me because obviously again i wasn't I wasn't open to. To be helped mm-hmm. but um i wasn't eating so they had to put my or to put a mm, tube tube yes mm-hmm. exactly a feeding tube and they were basically giving me most of my calories through this feeding tube mm-hmm. and then when i realized that I, I i had to eat in order to go out of the hospital i started eating and was that hard for you yeah actually the first the first month before the feeding tube i was um throwing away all the food Mm -hmm. but then uh, i think i even know who it was and now i'm laughing because Mm -hmm. i'm like she was like definitely super kind to to tell this to the doctors but Mm -hmm. um at that moment i was like so mad but there was this um lady that was a mom of a girl that was there for something else, I don't know, I don't remember, and she, I, I think she saw me putting my food in in, um, in a tissue and then going to the bathroom and throw mm-hmm. it away, and they, so they caught me, and that's why they they understood that I wasn't eating, mm-hmm. so they put me in the feeding tube, because that yeah. was obviously,
0: yeah. you know, yeah. you
1: can't really do anything about this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah, it was definitely super hard. Uh, But I must say that at the end of my recovery, I was really enjoying the food.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you next, because like if you have like already like this probably yummy, or like I mean, I guess food turns to be yummy, like in a way because you like haven't had it in a while. But like, was it never like for you triggering in a positive way that you were like, oh, I actually do want to eat because it smells good or it tastes good or whatever, but you probably never had this thought, right? At
1: the end, I was like, I was happy that I was eating because it was like wow I am it's it's nice eating you know it is a pleasure exactly and enjoyment. Yeah. yeah but I was also it was nice also in a negative way because I I knew I knew my plan that I was talking before mm-hmm. I was talking about before and I was like okay I'm gonna eat now but then this food is gonna go away again mm-hmm. so I I I have to enjoy this now now that mm-hmm. now that I can now that I have to so it was it was more like i literally ate because i knew that was the right thing to do to go out of the hospital mm-hmm. i didn't really do it because i loved myself and be- mm-hmm. because i wanted to see myself yeah. feeling better
0: did you tell anyone about your plan of like reversing your recovery again or
1: no nobody no. knew nobody knew until i was like completely recovered and completely fine i told my mom and when we were like when we talk sometimes we we still talk about this and we were like super grateful for Mm -hmm. my journey and i'm like yeah it's it's crazy to think that my plan for the entire three months at the hospital was like to go out of the hospital Mm -hmm. and lose the weight again so it was like
0: yeah it was like so so um fucked up to be honest yeah that's (laughs) definitely not a healthy thought um but like because obviously since you have gained weight in the hospital, didn't you like see any benefits from it, or you were not like wanting to like keep that at all?
1: No, I didn't see any positive thing in my in my weight gain mm. weight gain journey at 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 the beginning, so mm. in this like first. After
0: attempt of recovery, mm-hmm. um, the thing is because it was forced and not actually your inner desire. Yeah, because absolutely. you didn't want it actually. Yeah. Like people just put you on it. And you had like no choice, right?
1: Absolutely, that's the reason why. That's the reason why I wanted to help girls and women in this in another way. I didn't want to become mm-hmm. a doctor or something like this yeah. because that didn't help me. Yeah. And that like for me, it's so important to first work on why yeah. you are losing this way. Why absolutely. are you feeling unworthy? Yeah. Like why? because that is that is where we need to work on mm-hmm. you know if you if you don't work into this like if you don't work on this why on this root cause mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you can gain lose weight but you will you will always feel yeah. unworthy exactly. always feel that yeah. you're not enough
0: 100%
1: because i i had this at the beginning of my of my eating disorder i had this weight goal and i was like okay at this weight i'm going to feel happy you know i'm gonna Mm. feel so worthy and so beautiful that it didn't happen
0: of course definitely like a number will never determine your worthiness your happiness level or whatever like it's just a number it has nothing to do with your worth or your personality even like it's a number that doesn't even like you don't attach numbers to you in general and that's also exactly the reason why like my program starts with mindset because like i can give you the right tools to like exercise and eat of course but if you don't work on your mindset first and you don't know the reasons why you want to do this and why you need to gain weight in order to be healthy in most cases it's gonna be like for nothing so like the very first thing um you have to know why and you have to like set your mind in the proper said to be okay I am gonna do this because I need this for myself and not for anyone else so like if you're doing your recovery weight gain journey for someone else trust me you're probably gonna fail again because it's not gonna be good enough for you like anything else in life if you go vegan for someone else if you do anything for someone else at some point you're gonna be like hold on, why am I doing this? Yeah. And then you're going to question everything, you're going to doubt yourself, and you're going to be like, okay, why am I doing this? It's for nothing, so I'm just going to stop and like do something else instead. So everything that you do in life, do it for yourself because you're living your own life and not someone else's, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more.
1: Like, you you have to do everything for, for you, for yourself, because you love yourself, because you accept yourself, and not because society is selling you that... I don't know for you gaining weight is good Mm -hmm. for you losing weight is good like yeah no there is no such thing you know you you have to find your why like why do you want to gain weight because when I found my my why that's where
0: that's when my recovery journey started Mm -hmm. yeah I was like that would be the next chapter so (laughs) like um you had like one really bad rock bottom hit then you had the fake recovery journey i call it then you had another <laughs> rock bottom hit and like what made you realize then that okay now you're gonna do it for yourself now you actually want to recover now you actually really want to gain weight not because you're put it being put in a hospital but because you know that it's gonna be the right thing for you i think it all started because i saw a
1: couple of girls on YouTube that were like sharing their recovery journey, or maybe they weren't just they weren't sharing the recovery journey, but they were just sharing their lifestyle you know mm-hmm. they their um, vegan lifestyle, and you know I was vegan as um as well and i I saw them so happy, and I was like that is the life that I want to mm-hmm. live you know i I'm not that happy, <laughs> yeah. like I am admiring those girls and i'm like exactly and i'm like i want to be like them but that be wasn't really physical it was just Mm -hmm. mental and when i realized that i was like "Mm, Mm -hmm. interesting you know (laughs) it's not that i want to be like them because of something they have in their body or Mm -hmm. the way they look but it's it's because yeah Yeah. it's because they're happy and i was like I'm not happy now Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is definitely not the definition of happiness and freedom and joy you know so it was like okay I want to live my life I need to change like I have to there is no other choice Mm -hmm. so in that moment I started my my real recovery journey Mm -hmm. and like I said before at the beginning, I was, like, completely alone because I stopped all my therapy um, therapies with my doctors and psychologists. Oh, so you
0: were being in therapy, like, all this time, but, like, it didn't help you anything. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Well, with the doctors, um, they were just checking my weight. And with the psychologists, I'm just not going to talk about this, but it was not working for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I stopped everything. And it was really hard to convince my mom because, obviously, for her, it's, like such you know Mm -hmm. she's just she doesn't know what to do you know she's not a doctor she doesn't know anything so I was like mom I just want to stop and she was like "Mm,
2: mm, I don't think so
1: you know um but then it was summer and so the it was like super difficult to find a time day and everything with either the psychologist or Mm -hmm. the doctors because or I was on holiday or they were on holiday so it was like super confusing so we were like my mom was like okay I'm gonna give you this summer to prove me that you don't need them or not Mm. not necessarily that you don't need them but that you feel better without them you know so she was like giving me this opportunity and I was like okay I'm not I'm not gonna let you let you down and that happened because um, I really felt I really started to live again that summer, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, I, I think I found my 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 way, my journey, how I want to recover, how t- mm-hmm. how I want to gain weight, how I want to to eat and feel happy." Mm-hmm. And where did you
0: get like your information and resources from? Like where you like googling like how to gain weight, or like how did you perceive that? I I wasn't googling. I was YouTubing. <laughs> YouTubing. <laughs> That's the second biggest uh, uh search engine. So after Google, yeah. it's YouTube. Yeah, I was just there watching videos
1: of girls that I found super inspiring. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's how how I learned how to also count calories in a less negative way. Mm-hmm. I don't like to say positive way because mm. for me, there isn't really a positive way. Yeah. Um, but less negative, definitely. It, or for me at that moment, was definitely positive because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it to restrict anymore. But yeah, and... Yeah, that's how I, I started. But like I said before, it wasn't that helpful until I started to reconnect with my body again and learn mm-hmm. how to eat and gain weight and just feel happy and free without counting calories because it was still in that mindset cheat days and good Mm. food and bad food and this I can because I still have calories left that I can Mm -hmm. you know full full in fill fill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) or or no I can't eat that that because I have already reached my my calorie calorie excuse me my calorie intake so that was still not in The mindset that I am promoting right now, absolutely. But Um, how did
0: you uh, learn to reconnect with your body again?
1: So that's where my, I think, my second, if we can say like that, my second recovery journey started. Mm -hmm. It's where I started approaching intuitive eating and food freedom and self-love. And I started working with a coach as Mm -hmm. well. And she helped me reconnect with my body through some exercises maybe like meditation journaling meditation mm-hmm. was a big one oh
0: yeah, yeah meditation yeah. journaling I mindfulness recommended to literally every single human being on this planet like yeah if even if you're not going for anything meditation will just like only bring you benefits like there is not a single thing that's one of the only one like one of the only things in life that has no downsides oh yeah like you can like even if you feel like you're stuck at meditation that's better than doing no meditation there is no such thing as being bad at meditation so meditation is like one thing that I'm like just so grateful for I've tried in the beginning was so hard for me I remember I like struggled so hard I like had to push myself to meditate and I was like oh meditation again <laughs> but like yeah. nowadays if I don't meditate I'm like oh my god I didn't meditate I want to meditate like it's actually just like I really want to do this because I feel the difference and the benefits of it
1: yeah absolutely yeah. I couldn't agree more like learning to be just be yeah just be with your thoughts with your breath yeah. just be in that present moment there is nothing you you have to think about nothing yeah. to worry about that was definitely so helpful and another super 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 important thing that was that was like maybe one of the most important thing was really find that root cause what mm-hmm. happened like what are my what are my current beliefs what why where where do they come from you know mm-hmm. and once i I learned this root cause, starting and working on on this was definitely the best way to to reconnect with my true self again mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. because when there are so many thoughts and beliefs that are not really from you but are from something external you you lose yourself you know of course, yeah. so when you start reconnecting with yourself reconnecting with your truth reconnecting with your beliefs and Everything that is true and that, that you really do believe on, I really do believe in. in yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that is that is just amazing. You feel so connected mm-hmm. with your body, with your intuition, with your heart, with your soul, with mm-hmm. everything.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the term of intuitive eating? Because I know that we both talked about this before, and I think this can add a lot of value to girls as well. Um, like how. Do you see intuitive eating like what is it actually for you? So
1: it's interesting. Um we were talking to about this yesterday, mm-hmm. and I feel like intuitive eating has become or I mean probably not, always was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are like a couple places where you where intuitive eating is a little bit toxic because it's more like eat whatever mm, <laughs> you know just yeah. don't question where your cravings come from just listen to your body and yeah. eat everything you want to eat yeah. which it is important to do if you are at the beginning of your eating disorder recovery like mm-hmm. giving yourself full permission to eat whatever yeah. you crave in that moment
2: Mm -hmm. yes
1: absolutely that's what i did it's like literally going all in because your body needs to refine that balance you know he he needs he needs to understand that you are not in this mental restriction anymore Mm -hmm. that it is fully allowed to to eat really whatever you want to eat but after that which is a specific like case of intuitive eating because it's a eating intuitively after restrictions or diets or eating disorders Mm -hmm. after that is more like Eating with love and intuition, okay? Mm-hmm. So, for example, it happens that I am craving, like, ice cream mm-hmm. or or cake, but... I know that it's not really what my body needs in that moment mm-hmm. because I don't know for many reasons. Maybe um, either it's too late, so I know that I won't sleep well, so I yeah. won't be feel rested, or maybe um, I am breaking out and I just don't want to make yeah. things worse. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm not choosing that one. But it's yeah. not. I'm not. I, it's not that I'm not choosing the ice cream or the cake because I I am afraid of it mm-hmm. because I am afraid to yeah. gain weight or because of calories but i'm I'm just choosing it because I love myself exactly. and I love my body, yeah, so that is really what intuitive eating is all about mm-hmm. it's listening to your body and your intuition, understanding where your cravings yeah. are coming from, and choosing
0: out of love, yeah you know so I think understanding where your cravings are coming from is a really big one that people don 't really understand because for example if you crave a chocolate then most likely your body is actually craving the iron like your body is that smart that it craves like the certain foods for the nutritional value yeah. so like if you crave a donut you most likely don't need the donut like the donut is not going provide to you, provide you with any nutrients it's just going to be pleasure food don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with eating a donut i also have a donut every now and then we all do and that's absolutely okay but you don't act like your body doesn't actually crave that your body has no reason to crave a donut because it has no nutrients and it will just like fill you up probably will make you feel bad body-wise because you're going to be full or bloated maybe you're going to break out or whatever however you're going to feel after that donut but there's usually so much more to it and i think intuitive eating only works um, if you're in the right headspace Oh, yeah. And also, only if you actually know how to listen to your body. Like, it's not, don't take intuitive eating as a voice in your head because your voice in your head is going to tell you so many things. It's going to tell you, let's have a salad because we only need that salad. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's my intuitive eating telling me just to eat a salad because I only need that salad. But just that salad won't be enough for anyone. But your inner voice can also tell you, oh, let's just eat cakes and muffins and donuts all day long. But this is also not what actually your body needs. So, um, I think it only works when yeah you have the right headspace. You know actually what your body needs and craves. Yeah, that's why usually
1: before intuitive eating, I introduce self love and self acceptance. Yeah, because intuitive eating, eating with love and intuition comes from loving yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like literally questioning those those cravings, yeah. questioning everything and making sure that you're choosing what's right for you and what's right for yeah. your body, what's um respectful mm-hmm. to your body and to yourself. Yeah. So that is definitely self-love, you mm-hmm. know? Even like self-love, it's not really loving every single inch of your body. It's yeah. just <laughs> literally taking care of your body by Eating intuitively and choosing what's best for you in that yeah. present moment. And sometimes in that present moment, the donut or the cake will be exactly yeah. what you need, you know? Yeah. And that is completely fine. That is exactly. beautiful. But yeah, like I said before, and I think I just want to repeat it because it's super important. If you are coming from an eating disorder, just go all in, mm-hmm. you know? Yes, question your cravings. It is important to still do that. Um, like where, where are they coming from and everything, but still probably and I'm saying this like with all my heart and like with so much love but you will crave only processed food mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. beginning of your intuitive eating journey why because that is exactly the food that you were restricting
2: mm-hmm. so
1: your body just wants to find that balance again to yeah. understand that it's yeah. all right and then your body is smart and it will start craving something else more exactly. nutritious food but yeah. yeah so don't be afraid to at the beginning of your recovery journey to fully go all in and listen to your body mm. don't be afraid to do that
0: yeah. yeah do you think though that there is also another way because like i, th- I can only imagine like going full and sounds like very scary to like most girls because they're gonna be like okay i do know and i do want to gain weight but like i still don't want to like just eat junk food and like feel horrible and also like it's obviously not gonna like support your mental health or your physical health or whatever um so do you think there's also like another way let's say you just have like i don't know a certain rule of being like i'm doing like at least 50 percent healthy foods and the rest i'm gonna like do something else or still doing it like in a more controlled way but like still no not over controlling because i know you also said yourself that you were like still tracking, but like just um having a higher calorie allowance or something yeah so i don't like
1: having or saying okay you have to maybe create this rule of having 50% of healthy food or something mm-hmm. or like nutritious food um because that would only mess up again with your with diet culture and with food rules and everything mm-hmm. in your head coming from an eating disorder so i wouldn't recommend that but definitely, definitely work on yourself and your, and your mindset mm-hmm. and on your mindset because if you're working on your self-love first, first or at the same time yep. and you're really learning to love yourself and to show respect to yourself and your body and to really take care of yourself, you spontaneously will, or your body spontaneously will um, crave nutritious food as well Mm -hmm. so it's it's gonna be imbalance if you fully trust the process and if Mm -hmm. you are not afraid of going all in because Mm -hmm. if you're afraid of going all in which I completely understand because Mm -hmm. obviously I was afraid too but if you're afraid of going all in that you are gonna eat only junk food or less nutritious food and everything you are constantly thinking about that Mm-hmm. so by constantly thinking about that yeah. that's, that is exactly what your body is going to crave just because it's, it's in your mind yeah. because you're thinking yeah. about this but if you are not really focusing on the food
2: mm-hmm. you,
1: food is like the least interesting thing in your recovery but you are mm-hmm. focusing on yourself yeah. on feeling better on mm-hmm. loving yourself on accepting yourself on living your life mm-hmm. and finally be happy when you're focusing on that your body won't focus on the food. So there yeah. is not this there isn't this fear that is stuck in your head, oh my gosh, I'm gonna eat junk food.
2: Mm-hmm. There is
1: just trust.
2: Mm-hmm. And when
1: there is trust, when there is gratitude for your body, mm-hmm. it will automatic automatically crave both.
2: Yeah. The
1: less nutritious food because of the mental restriction yeah. that you are coming from but we will also crave the more nutritious food because your
0: body is smart once again. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah, really beautifully said. Um, was there, like, ever a point in your journey where you have gained weight and you are like, okay, I feel like um, it's, uh, I don't want this anymore and, like, you wanted to go back again or were you, like, on a constant journey of, like, yes, keep going, yes, that's good?
1: Um, so, definitely, a year ago, I was back from L.A., And my first time, no, not my first time, but my first time alone in America. So obviously, um, I was super excited to be there. (laughs) And, you know, we all know, we all know the United States. So I'm (laughs) like, okay. Um, Then I went back home and I was just not feeling good in my body. I was still accepting and loving my body, but I wasn't feeling like physically good because Mm -hmm. I, I was so bloated and my skin was such a mess and I was like, okay, so maybe now I, I need to not go back. I don't like saying go back, but choose more carefully and more mindfully mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm choosing out of love and not out of something else, you yeah. know? So that is when, um, I was like, okay, I think I want to mindfully lose some weight mm-hmm. that I, 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 there's been so long that I haven't weighed myself since I haven't weighed myself and I wasn't weighing myself there either but um, it was more just feeling good, you know feeling mm-hmm. better, you know yeah. and when you, again, when you trust your body you know that if you are getting better or worse in, some, in something, yeah. in anything so um, that was the first time that happened and I feel like right now I am at the same point in my journey mm-hmm. that I'm like okay, I went all in because it really did, and now I I still need to, you know, like we are constantly in 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 a journey. You know, we never oh, stop always. learning.
0: Yes, your entire life is a exactly. Journey, so. You never <laughs> stop improving. There is no destination. Like the journey is a destination.
1: <laughs> exactly, absolutely. You never you never you never stop improving. And the reason why before I said that the intuitive eating space sometimes has become like a little bit toxic is because. I was like starting to realize that, or not, not really, but I was like, okay, if I want to be an intuitive eating coach, I I have to eat all the scary food for the other people, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like, of course I have to eat the cake, even though maybe it's not the best choice for me because I don't really want, I don't really want it, Mm -hmm. but you know, I am an intuitive eating coach. So, mm. so I have to show the other people that I am eating the cake. I'm not afraid. Yeah. And that's that's true. I am not afraid of a cake. But it does. if I'm an intuitive eating coach, it doesn't mean that I can't listen to my body and choose mm. out of love. Exactly. So not choosing to that specific day not have that cake, you know? Mm. So, yeah, that's the reason why I, I said before that intuitive eating space was like a little bit toxic. And um I mean yeah don't don't get me wrong of course I'm still like an intuitive mm-hmm. eating coach but I I need to prioritize myself again and choose yeah, out absolutely. of love and not out of fear because I was choosing the cake probably out of fear of being right re- rejected from the, yeah, yeah, from, the, exactly, yeah. from the intuitive eating yeah from mm-hmm. exactly from the intuitive eating space you know and that is not good that is not mm-hmm. showing love to myself yeah.
0: so yeah how do you perceive it uh, today? It's like obviously back then if you were like, oh God, okay, I have to lose weight or I want to change something about about my body that was out of fear and you were like going into a restrictive mode. But today, obviously, since you have changed so much and your mindset is like completely developed and like so different and you still notice like, okay, I do want to change my body, which is absolutely natural. Like as you said, we're on, on a constant ongoing journey. We always have like some things we want to work on or something we want to change about, which is absolutely natural and okay. But how do you perceive that today? Like in what kind of a mode are you going? Like how are you trying to change that?
1: Uh, I'm definitely not touching the, I don't know, like my fitness pal or something. Definitely Mm. not even an option. Um, I will still eat super intuitively like I'm doing right now. Not worry about anything. But I will question more my cravings like mm-hmm. where is this really coming from mm-hmm. and right now based on my on my goals based on my happiness and my freedom what is the best choice right now mm-hmm. and i feel like if you're so connected with your why you feel you feel so aligned with your why and your value your body your intuition will will let you know what's the best choice for you Mm -hmm. so again it's like trusting your body again trusting your 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 journey you know and really super important aligning and connecting with your with your values like knowing what is your value like Mm -hmm. why why do you want to do that
0: what what is your core value like really just
1: being aligned with that Mm
0: -hmm. how would you teach that to other girls if they would be like okay um i did have a weight gain journey but now i feel like i've gained too much in my opinion or whatever and i want to like uh lose weight again without going into like an eating disorder again or without going into like a restrictive mode so how would you teach that to other women or people in general um
1: the so i don't teach i just i'm just i'm just here to guide them and support them in finding yeah, their totally. answer yeah, because it's a better way to if, put yeah it absolutely it. because I mean I don't have their answer you know and even mm. if I because I could give them like so many exercises so many things to do in homework but if they do not want to do them or if mm-hmm. that doesn't come from them it's like a completely different completely different thing so mm-hmm. um, what I would ask the first question is really just why? Mm-hmm. What is the reason why? And I am not happy with the first answer. I'm gonna keep asking mm. why, or other questions like how, when. I don't know. It depends on on mm. the answer, of course. But just keep digging deeper, d- deeper. Don't be so happy of your first. Answer, you know, mm-hmm. start journaling from then from this answer, from this question, find the first answer and then keep journaling, 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 journaling mm-hmm. and just go deep, 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 deep yeah. when you find the real reason why. Okay. Yeah, totally. And from there, it all depends. It all depends. Why? What is the reason why? And it really depend- depends on the person. I'm like, it's such an, an individual journey mm-hmm, like so is. unique yeah. that i don't really have like an answer for for everybody let that's, that's also like the reason why i don't teach but i just mm-hmm. I, i'm just here to find the answer with them you know mm-hmm. but definitely start with your why and then um ask yourself how can you how can you really reconnect with your with your why every time that you you forget about this why, because it mm. happens, you yeah. forget about your yeah. why, you know, because so many doubts come in, or you're just having a rough day, or you're just stressed, mm. and you just feel disconnected with your why, so what can you do to reconnect with your yeah. why, and what can you do to make sure that you are eating, moving your body, doing Everything out of love and not out of fear? Mm -hmm. What can you do to make sure that you are choosing yourself and your body? Like all these questions, find an answer and don't be happy with the first one.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I really love that you like say you don't teach, but you like guide and support people because. Yeah, I think that's so true, and especially like, spe- uh, when you were like back in school, you were like having those teachers, and they were like planting stuff in your head, and you didn't, even want to listen or like know it because you were not interested in it. So always put yourself first, and yeah, just support and like lead by example for other people. It's definitely so so beautiful. Um, do you have one last thing that you would like to share? Um, and especially like maybe speak about your uh, coaching system as well, because I feel like a lot of people could benefit from that as well.
1: Yes, so uh, right now I'm working
0: only Mm one-on-one with girls. Which I think is probably for most people the only way or the only solution because like every journey is so different and so unique that they need a one-on-one guidance. Because if you don't fully listen to one person and sometimes if you have like also other people in the team or like in the group or whatever, you're not maybe as likely to speak up about yourself, so... Just yeah. a thing for like, depending on where you are in your journey, like how deep you are in it. Um, you might need like just one person listening to you and helping you out yeah.
1: of it. Yeah, that's why I, I absolutely chose to do only one-on-one right now. I mean, I, I did like group program um, in the past, but I much rather do one-on-one because I am exactly this person that I want that one-on-one support yeah. because they want to be fully I want to be and feel fully supported and, and mm-hmm. heard, so I'm like, definitely this is the best way for me to to be coach and to coach, mm-hmm. and yeah, basically, I it's like a three-month coaching program, and I have like three specific steps that we are going through, the first one is reprogramming, so it's all about mindset and really reprogramming your beliefs, mm-hmm. your beliefs you have around food the food rules like unlearning all these rules coming from diet culture Mm -hmm. and learning everything you you know or you think about your body like really reprogram your body image because what you see in the mirror is not always like the true you know like your your mindset plays a huge role Mm -hmm. so definitely the first step is like reprogramming all these beliefs um, the second one is reconnecting, reconnecting with your body, mm-hmm. with your intuition, listening to your body, learning how to how to really do that and the third <laughs> mm. cats on the roof
0: <laughs> yeah so we're like sitting in my office and I have some claps. Cla- cats that's... playing right now on my rooftop so if you can hear like someone swirling around that's cats <laughs> so
1: funny <laughs> and and the third step is embody so just simply mm. embody this and make this your life mm. it's 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 not gonna be a short-term solution so mm. not gonna be a three month oh I'm living my life for three months and then oops Mm -hmm. back to the old me that's not gonna be it you know so it's gonna be like fully embody self-love fully embody this intuitive Mm -hmm. eating journey fully embody yourself your values you know
0: i feel like um our services if i can say that actually like um add up really nicely because if someone like works on like really deeply on their root cause and their root why which i Obviously can't offer because it's like a program. Like I'm not gonna speak to every human being like four hours like you are doing. Um, but if someone is like working like really deeply on their mindset and like they're okay, I'm ready to actually proceed their journey. I'm like totally committed. I'm totally convinced that this is the right thing to do. Then they can come exactly, to my exactly. Exactly, it's amazing. Like exactly like um act out on their new mindset. So I think we're yeah, like, absolutely. We're like a really good team. On that yeah, together. that would be
1: amazing because. Yeah, like you're like more on the on the action side, you know, exactly. like you're really guiding people like step by step. Yeah. Do this because obviously you've been in this journey, you know, and you're like yeah. this workout, this um approach is mm-hmm. really gonna help you yeah. gain weight in a healthy way that makes you feel so confident, so yeah. good, so strong and then more like on the on the root cause and mm-hmm. finding everything, like basically the behind the scenes yeah, behind the scenes, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny and yeah that's all
0: yeah do you have one last thing to share uh if people like are looking for support or like maybe wanting to have like one big recommendation if they're like somewhere deep in their journey right now is there anything that you would like to give them on their way
1: i just want to say that i know that it's scary like i I Mm -hmm. really i really understand but you, you have nothing to lose Mm-hmm. you have nothing to lose so if you are thinking if if you're here listening and you're like mm, i am i am really feeling so unworthy so not enough mm-hmm. so really just so not enough <laughs>
0: and trust me we both have been there like oh, yeah. we both have exactly felt that way like yeah. like i said in your episode already last time like Every morning, I just wish to wake up in someone else's body. And, like, I wish no one to ever have the thought again. Like, oh, no. own your own body. And, like, live in your own body. Mm-hmm. Like, it's your temple. So... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know exactly how it feels, like, to not belong in your body, even. Just, like, wanting to be someone or, like, somewhere else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, if you're here in this position, I know that it's scary. I know that you have this voice inside your head that's like, Oh, I don't need support. or oh, I don't need mm-hmm. to. I'm gonna do it by myself. Just just take take this step take mm-hmm. take the leap, and just just try because really you have nothing yeah. to lose and and life yeah. is here, life is waiting for you at the at the end of like yeah. on the other side, you yeah.
0: know the light is here, and yeah. just go for it exactly, and like you just said, like um if you're thinking that you can do it all by yourself. You most likely can. I mean, you probably, like in maybe five years or something, you probably will get out of there eventually if you're gonna realize if you don't stop now, you're gonna have like a really big, major problem in your life. But the reason why April or me, for example, are out there for you is because we can save you so much time of your life, suffering and struggling and trying and failing and this and that. So you literally can just like save a lot of years of your life. Like instead of suffering now, you can probably be free in next year or something you know oh yeah so it's just like it's a big gift like see that as a gift to like have support from people who know exactly what you're going through who can guide you and help you and it'll be like so worth it it'd be so worth it like finally working yourself or like giving yourself enough worth to own that and to deserve help and support
1: yeah so that is so beautiful yeah it's i love it it's literally like a gift i love it Yeah. yeah beautiful
0: that was a very beautiful episode with yeah you. thank you for sharing that of course i think i've never heard your entire journey before so yeah
1: honestly i think that the way that i talked about my journey here it's like the first time that i'm sharing it so mm-hmm. openly and mm-hmm. so you know like a raw way so yeah, yeah. that's
0: exactly what i'm looking for in my yeah. podcast like very raw and just very speak from your heart. Like there yeah. is nothing you have to hide and no one is gonna judge you. Just like speak yeah. from it yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's it's a lot easier when you are like here actually recording with the person yeah. like here. <laughs> and like you said at the beginning, like I already feel like so connected with you. Yeah. So I'm like I, I feel so so okay and so open
0: and so happy to share everything from my heart yeah Yeah, that's beautiful thank you for being here of course thank you (laughs) thanks everyone for listening (laughs) and i will definitely link your um instagram and your website and like the way people can find you the uh what's it called the description (laughs) yeah (laughs) in the show notes (laughs) in the show notes (laughs) so if anyone wants to reach out to april you can always do so yeah it was lovely having you here amazing
1: thank you bye everyone